time. I want to break free. <laughs> that was pretty um, undramatic. Yeah. You might want to try that again. I want to break free. Yes. I want to break free for whatever. Well, whatever it is. I mean, Freddie Mercury. But anyway, good morning, everybody. You don't want me to blow the mic. So. No, 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 no. I'd be screaming, so singing so loud, it would explode, and the show would be over. <laughs> and basically, we have to kind of stall until you all realize that we came on early by 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. I don't think it's going to matter. It might. We, we, we informed them, like... You know, 15 minutes ahead of time. Okay, well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Denim and Pearls. My name is Dr. Michelle Moraz. Ooh, doctor. We have to say that because we're talking serious stuff today. Oh, are we? Yeah. I'm not a doctor of that, but you know. <laughs> just play one on TV I or just, on podcast. I just play one on podcast. <laughs> and I'm Brian Swanson. We are Denim and Pearls. We are business casual. With pearls of wisdom. From his music room. Yes. Anyhow, so what are we talking about today? I want to break free. It. When I first heard you say the title, I was like, that is really cool. And I thought of so many different things, but we kind of turned it serious when we looked up some ideas and what we were going to do and, and those types, types of things. But right now, I'm actually sitting here listening to my daughter pack up her car and moving. What? Yes. <laughs> she wants to break, break free. free. Yeah. So, but I also, I also see, I think in her eyes, I mean, I don't want to talk too loud here, but I just kind of see in her eyes that is she not quite sure yet? <laughs> it's scary to move. It's scary to break free from your norm. And that's really what I, that's why I brought up the topic is about breaking free from things that we think are normal and what are we're expected to do things like that and so what are you wanting to break free from i mean i've gone through and i don't know you've done it at, at a lot of conferences they do like board breaks or uh arrows Break and oh yeah you know, where, where you 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 put your intention of what you really want and your goals on one side of the board and what you're afraid of is on the, the board that faces you and then you punch through it <laughs> actually you palm through it you don't i've punch. seen you do that I've done it a couple of times, actually. And then there's another one where you do the same thing. They put a um, an arrow and you talk about you. You walk towards your fear and you and you break the arrow with your throat. So like basically it sounds dangerous. It sounds terrifying. You need guided people with you. I mean, you can't just walk around with arrows and stick them in people's necks. OK, that, that's called murder. But the thing is, is you have there's there's terrifying things that you well, there's a pretty goal that you want. There's something you want, but you're terrified of the steps that you take from here to get to that goal. And that's really what I wanted to talk about was the break free. And then we, we looked up ideas of what we could talk about around it. And it's like, it, that's what it is. What do you want that you're afraid to go to because you're terrified to break through all the painful things or the things you think are going to be painful or scary to get to it? Well, I, I have to precursor that, too, with the fact that there's some people who take that to the extreme. In other words, they're terrified to go outside their house. Yeah. I mean, I've seen movies on it. I presume there's people like that. <laughs> but they're afraid to go outside of their house because they might get run over by the cat as soon as they uh, walk into like the garage. That's like agoraphobia. Right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's something an actual like that. phobia for that extreme. But I'm thinking of things like um, toxic relationships or business deals that you don't want to be a part of and, you know uh, limiting things like well i'm 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 old now so 
uh, I can't do that anymore. Things, things that society, something else told you you can't and so you don't. Or I got this degree in basket weaving and I don't want to basket weave anymore. I, I want to ride motorcycles, but because I spent so much work in school, so much money on becoming a basket weaver, I can't do those are the kind of well, those are the, that goes back to your your rut in a grave and all that other yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, we get stuck in that direction. We can't really get out of it and break free, as we're talking about here, until we actually recognize the recognize the need for liberation or, as I read it, libations. <laughs> yeah, so it's just whatever you, you feel, need to be liberated. That's you the feel question. Restricted and unfulfilled because you can't go do something. That's what, what do you want? We want to break free. We all want to break free from something. I mean, mm -hmm. something, it could be your weight. It could be, uh, it could be smoking, uh, smoking. It could be drinking, whatever it is. Your spouse. Oh, yeah. Your spouse, your children, <laughs> the dog that keeps peeing on your corner of your room all the time. I mean, whatever it is, what do you want to break free from? Well, you guys were talking, you had a call on conversation. I won't go into the exact topic of it last night. where not recognizing who you are until a certain time frame. It just, everybody else has recognized who and what you are or whatever. But then all of a sudden you figure it out and everybody looks at you and goes, yeah. it's about time you figured out that you needed to break free. Yes. So there's, and one of the exercises I do with my clients is I tell them, Ask people around you that you love, your friends, your family, um, your, countrymen. Your, your, your spouses, you know, whatever that means. Your spouse. You should probably not have spouses. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but well, you, it depends on what part of the country we're talking talk about. You talk to here. different people that are in your world and say, what do you think I'm good at? Or what do you think? And you take on all of it. Now, take a note. Sometimes the people closest to you don't believe in the big dream. So you've got to remember that. So you take in all the different things that they see in you, the strengths they see in you, the, the things that they see uh, because you won't see it. So like for years, I've always been told I was a very good speaker and I, yeah, I was good. It was okay. And it wasn't a big deal to me, but it wasn't until I actually was on stage and saw this, all these people in front of me and it clicked. I went, I'm not half bad. And so what, what, what restriction do you have in your life? I mean, a lot of people, I mean, that's why coaching got so big during COVID. So many people during COVID got locked in their houses, right? Mm -hmm. And realized one, they were afraid of being alone. That's something to break free from. Yeah. Uh, they were, uh, they were um, unhappy with the jobs they had. And so a lot of people stopped doing their jobs during COVID and moved to something else. Then there's other people who went, you know what? I'm just not going to work anymore. I don't like this. I mean, what did you need to break free from? So what did you find out about yourself during COVID that you need to act upon? That I make a good landscaper. No, you're too damn slow. <laughs> it took 14 years to get to a point where I could actually do it, but hey. But you have to confront those fears. So you saw them. I know you did because during COVID, it got quiet. We all had to like introspect and we all saw parts of ourselves that we didn't quite like. Yeah. Did you act on it? Did you break, you have to break through it, that fear of addressing it and do it now, mm -hmm. right? Yep. 
that it? Are you ever going to talk? Because I'm just talking away. No, you're doing really well. You know, this is my topic as a speaker. This is what I do as a coach. So you better interject or I'll just take over the whole show. <laughs> I've interjected a few things here and there. Okay, we'll keep interjecting. So what about fear and confrontation? Or confronting all those things, that resistance thing. As a man, because as a woman, I say, let's do it. What about you? Well, I don't think, I don't think, I, wow, that was an interesting statement because as a woman shouldn't be the, the precursor to let's do it. That's a attitude that is, it is. a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Your characteristic. Yes. Your, well, wait, 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 it's wait, all your wait, own it's personal my, it's my attitude. But, there you go. But I wouldn't say it's because wait, wait, you're a wait, woman. Stop. Here's what? what I think. This is what I think. You just told me to tell me what I, I think. I'm a mommy. Okay, I'm a mom. Well, I can't say I'm that. Exactly. So from this perspective, <laughs> and the reason I say as a woman, I meant as a woman who has given birth and has felt this pain, okay, or understand this, or anyone who has a child or any has, has a, an animal that they love, if anything happens to that person, that child, that animal, that anything you love, okay, that's alive, that you love, mm -hmm. if anything endangers it, mama bear comes out. Well, we can say we we can also. I mean, you set a perfect example. However, I think that can come down to. I mean, you can be a dad too. No, you, you may not be... recognize the pain that the woman went through. I, no, I, no, okay, wait, guys, wait, wait, I you, it, wait. But... Let me back it up then. When you've given birth to a human, and you felt it grow in your body, and anything happens to that creature being in you okay because at the point this when, is getting weird when you're getting okay. when you're getting bigger okay when i was pregnant i was quite sure there was an alien in me because i swear that baby had 25 arms and i did not know what was happening so that's why i say there's there's this thing in me growing but i was so overprotective of something i had never met i was fearful of everything that would hurt it so even me I was fearful of what I did. I was fearful of, of how I was going to be able to take care of it once it was no longer attached to me. So that's where my brain is as a, as a woman. Well, let me let me take it from this way because we're talking about breaking free, and right now you're talking about uh, no li living. Well, hold on, you're talking about experiencing and moving through things, not necessarily breaking free. Mm -hmm. However, I will take what you just said and say that you know that's when we become you know, overprotection, then we become helicopter parents, as we used to call them. I don't know if they call them that nowadays, but, you know, we call them helicopter parents where you're always constantly over break or over the, your, your child, but breaking free means, okay, I finally have to let them go. That's that part of yours. I'm talking about the breaking <laughs> free of the fear of inadequacy. Well, yeah, and, and that's why I was saying about the woman because women go through this thing of not being good enough. We're not a ten, <laughs> as opposed to the commercial we yes, saw earlier. We're not a ten. We're not this. We're not that. And we have to break through the. I'm good enough. I'm I'm the best me. Let me go out and do it anyways. I'm going to go outside anyways. I'm going right. to wear that dress anyways. I'm going to those kind of things that women go through, and that's why I was saying. I'm talking to women in general, basically, by the way. I'm thinking women, Venus, Mars, I think that that's all I got going through my head here. It's probably what it because is. Because I think they're all, they're all, you're, you're giving great examples. However, I can exactly, I can come up with examples with even in the guy's world in this case. That's what I said. So I talk you know, from the woman's point of view, you, you say it from the men's point of view. Well, I'm terrible at it, but. <laughs> 
because I'm not your ideal mom. He's not a 10. <laughs> Definitely. Hey. <laughs> Thought about that for a second. <laughs> you know, men, I mean, if you look at it from a historical standpoint, men are supposed to provide. And a lot of times providing isn't the case. Um, so some guys will think about the fact that I'm not providing for my family. There's all those other kind of things that we could get deep into too. But, yeah. and, and it's all similar stuff. Yeah, because the man is not just taking care of, see, the woman is focused on the baby uh, or the, the, on themselves. the infants. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> we're, we're worried about taking care of the atmosphere. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you're pregnant and you're, you're the, your man that's with you, he's worried about the whole, the, the overall package of the whole entity and the house that it all lives in. Right. Okay. So we are micro, they're macro. macro. You know, I just actually heard something this morning. It was one of those, you know, reels or whatever you go through. And the girl was talking or the woman was talking about you. We were born by nature to have a partner. Mm -hmm. To balance us. Right. So that it, men and women partners. So living alone as a woman and being a single mother puts constraints on the whole dynamic of child rearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, child rearing, yeah, raising, yeah. <laughs> not bearing. It's a whole different word. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, we're, we're talking all about the same thing, but mm -hmm. going back to breaking free. I like the macro, 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 micro. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. You know, so, so breaking free from something as intimate as having a child to business to stepping out into something well, new. Well, a lot of times we look at our businesses as our kids. We should. We, we we started it from the bottom and we've grown it, but we always have to have that. You know, it's just like, it, it is. It's really like raising a child because you always have to have that out. What is the end result? Do you plan on keeping the business forever and living above the, you know, the, the hardware store kind of a thing? Or you know, and then passing it on to your kids, or do you plan on birthing that business and then eventually letting it move out of the house? Yes, like you're about to. <laughs> I don't think there's a word of letting. Letting is probably not the best word. Uh, yes, but... um, um, not chaining them in the basement and keeping them home. Yes. So, Ooh, padlock. Padlock. You can padlock the door and oh, she can't leave. But I got to get her down there because all her stuff's gone now. Oh, really? <laughs> She's making like the last trip. Oh, wow. So that, that, the, other, the other thing that we use in Perfect Publishing is we talk about, uh, Ken, Ken of Perfect Publishing talks about, your book is like a baby. Right. And when, like a baby, that you write the book, you finally get it out of, you've got to break free from the fear of letting your thoughts out so other people can see them and judge you, okay? Yes, but you have this book and it's beautiful. And you don't want to let it out because you don't want anyone else to see it or hurt it. So you put it away and you never advertise it. You never market it. You know, we do that with our businesses. It's, oh, I've got this great idea. I'm going to do my business. But what if people start making fun of me? Or what if I don't speak well enough to talk about it? And then you have this business, but you go to networking meetings and you talk about your kids. You never talk about what you freaking do. <laughs> That's a breaking free point. That's something relatable for all of us. We go into networking meetings and we say, oh, hi. Hi, my name is Michelle. Right. What do you do, Brian? And he starts talking. You do, oh, crap. He does a hell of a lot more than I do. I, and then he says, what do you do? Well, well not what you do. Um, that's self-judgment, and, and though. Then you, but you have to break free from the fact that you are lesser. Right. right. 
Besides that, I hate or that. Not, what is not, it? What do you not, do? I hate or that. not important. I hate that statement, by the way. I know. But do you know the bad part of it is? When I get into situations like that, it's the first thing I think of. And then I can't think of anything else as, as opposed to, well, how's the weather? How's the kids? Or how's oh. Hel- Helene? <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I, and I like to say, so where's your favorite travel spot? That's always a good one. And the reason I ask that, I told you this one, right? I how, don't recall. How they answer. If they say, oh, I go, I go water skiing or I go skiing with my family or, oh, I go to my cabin and I do puzzles. It gives you a big idea of who they are and how they react right. and what kind of products you can offer them by the way they respond. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it helps you define because a lot of times we see people out in the networking world. We don't see the physical things around them and their environment in order to make judgment calls, if you will, not to judge, but to make judgment calls. Yeah, to know. Right, to know who they are, what they are, what their personalities are, what their characteristics are, what. I was on a call yesterday (laughs) and uh, asked a guy to explain a product and he did not explain the product. In turn, he explained how he started his business. What he did not know is I've been in this business. I've been in that world and I understood it already. And he was talking to me about nutrition and about how I need to get rid of all the bad things in my life food wise and how toxic things are. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at him doing, you didn't answer my question. Well, the other thing is, is he didn't listen. Yeah. He was on his own track. Yep. So the thing is, is you got to break free from your one track mindset. Mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so basically, Oh, here's the the point that I'm looking over here. There's a piece of paper over here. How do you define success? I mean, that's a huge one uh, because a lot of us see success as, I don't know, TikTok stars. I don't know. Well, the first thing is money. Yes. That's usually the first thing most, the majority, I will say that not most, majority of people. Objects. How come much, up with, how big is your what, house? What kind of car are you driving? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it it's how much success is usually based in the fir- in the first uh, minute second of thought process. It's based on money. However, if you look beyond money, how can we do that? <coughs> anyway, look beyond money. How's your family life? How's your relationships? How, are you happy with the relationships that you're in? Are you happy with? traveling all the time or are you happy staying home there's all these things Factors. that can determine success that some people don't don't see, see a success and so that's <coughs> what that you have to break free from the fact that your idea of success is not the same as everybody else's and you don't have to flaunt success and flaunting. you don't have to and yeah and the thing is it's like i've met many people who had amazing success money-wise business boom just absolutely boomed and then COVID hit and they lost it all right well it's either that or they lose everything else in the process that oh yeah lose their family and everything else (laughs) to get rich and then they get rich and they have everything and then COVID hits they lose everything and then they have nothing so is that success is that temporary success the Mm -hmm. thing is is sustainable is the bigger is the big part of success you may have a great relationship. Everyone has a great first relationship when they first meet somebody. <laughs> You're in love and oh my gosh, everything's oh, great. God. They can't do anything wrong. And that lasts for about six months. And then you start doing, gosh, I hate how they always, how it makes that noise when he chews. <laughs> and so suddenly that, that, that rosy glass thing goes away. 
because yes. we see people for who they really are after a yes, certain so period of time. When you have to break free from the fact that relationships, businesses, anything that you really, really want to work, it's a long term, it's a marathon, it is not a race. And people look at successes and wanting to break, you have to break free from the fact that you may have great success very quickly and then it fails, it goes down, or you can have a steady rising and growing of a team or whatever you're doing. Brian and I have been married for a very, very, very long time. Not to each other. What? <laughs> but the thing Don't is... Don't start any rumors now. No, but that's the thing is people are like, oh, I had the most beautiful relationship. And I'll listen to people say this kind of stuff. And I do, that's great. Talk to me in 10 years. Well, you know, Helene's on here too. And I oh. just noticed it a minute ago. And she says her success is being alive. Exactly. And sometimes it's that simple. And people ask me, <laughs> really... uh, Helene, people ask me why I'm so happy. I said, I woke up this morning. Yes, exactly. And, and even in, in pain, I was like, I'm actually happy to have the pain because that means I'm alive. I mean, so you've got to find those little things that know that you are here. Right. As simple as being alive. It's, it's, I mean, it's that simple. I don't know how much, I don't know if you can break it down any simpler, but the other part of it is too, is you've got to enjoy the journey. If you're breaking free and you're going a new direction in a direction that you want, no matter what topic we talk about or what, what particular position we talk about, whatever business, what have you, you've got to enjoy it. And you've got to enjoy the journey to where you're going rather than trying to go up oh, pothole, 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 pothole. Oh, happy day for one day pothole 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 I mean, <laughs> you still have to enjoy the potholes or as, as, right brian, along. as brian has alluded to whatever you want whatever you're trying to get to once you break break free from it you have to take action once you make an mm -hmm. idea a plan you've got to take the action and then enjoy that journey and sometimes it's a matter of i remember when you were a kid well you talk about bike riding and stuff and jumping ditches, ditches. and stuff like that what was one of the things that you did you grabbed a hold of the bicycle you went, here we go. Big <laughs> yeah. deep breath and off you go. And you kind of forget about what the circumstances could be. Yeah, because we all have done it, I hope, where you had training wheels on your bike, on your two-wheeled bike, right? Mm -hmm. And you're riding around, you're happy with your little two-wheel, your little training wheels on the back. And one day <sighs> that one of them breaks. Uh-oh, now what? And you're like, oh, <laughs> can I even ride my bike? That's that kind of break-free moment. You've got to realize... I've been with support systems behind me. Oh my goodness, what if one of them goes away? What if they both go away? Can I still ride? And then as Brian said, alluded to my story is, I went, suck it up, buttercup. And I just <laughs> went down the hill and I used momentum to keep me upright and going. I right. did not think, so don't do this part. I did not think of what the end result was when I hit the ramp and went over the ditch. I didn't even know how to land. I just did it. <laughs> so don't do that. Kind of have a plan for what will happen. And a, an that's AP when you're in the air right. going, oh, shit. It's like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do when I hit the other side? <laughs> but it was too late because I had I ran for it. I now, now, I have to I, I have to play old man here okay. or dad, if you will. You know, no dad jokes, but uh, at least I hope not. Anyway. You know, we talk about that and you talk about losing a training wheel and we just, we overcome it. We adapt, we overcome. What I see in today's 
let's call them kids at this point or those younger than us who are still growing up they didn't have that oh crap i lost a wheel now how do i overcome it they had that oh crap i lost a wheel now dad buy me a new one buy me a new bike, buy me a new wheel, something like that. And they don't learn to overcome what's what's in front of them. And I see that a lot lately. Even and what's really funny is for some reason, I, you know, I watch reels and, and um, TikTok stuff. And it's for some reason, because I don't ever click on anything. I just read or just watch them, you know. But it seems to be a pattern of people realizing that they didn't grow up trying to solve problems. And that's what our generation did. And that was what we were do- we were taught to do, not to mention the fact that, you know, there's a thing called latchkey kids where you came home from school. You were on your own. You had to take care of you, your brothers, your sisters. I didn't have any brothers and sisters. But... You weren't allowed in the house. <laughs> you weren't allowed in the house? Oh, so you weren't a latchkey. You no, were a front I... yard baby. No, I was a, lo- a latchkey, but um, I, I they... Okay, I would lose the key, and I, and I would get home and I couldn't open the door. So that that problem solving was okay. Well, I still had half a sandwich from lunch. I'm just going to sit under the tree till someone gets home. Right, but and, I didn't I didn't lose my key because I knew if I lost my key, I would pay for it later from mom and dad. Because where the hell is your key? Yeah, I lost the key a couple of times, <laughs> and so they put a string around my neck with the key, and I had oh, to have Lord. it on my my keychain to remember. And it was funny because one of the we used to complain as kids that we had to do certain things, but as an adult, it's like, I've learned to adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember for those of you over the age of 40, you were probably a latchkey kid at some point at in time point, in your life. Yeah. And, or, or even a moment in time where your parents were both at work and you had to figure out how to eat mm-hmm. on your own. And they said, well, latchkey- don't, and they said, don't open the door. <laughs> Just play the TV really quiet and don't open the door because they can't allow, don't let anyone know you're alone in the house. I remember doing. Or there was the opposite, turn the TV up so they think there's somebody in the house. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we always had to be quiet. Oh, excuse me. Wait a minute. Let me check with my dad. Slam the door closed. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I didn't live in any neighborhoods that were that rough. We didn't have that big of a consideration, but it was still, it was the matter of trying to solve problems for yourself it at was a the matter time, at the moment troubleshooting at the moment and that you know there's one of those videos out there that um somebody asked hey uh you happen to be a plumber a mechanic an electrician and all this other stuff yep um did you go to school for all that no it was i was poor and i had to figure it out and it was either figure it out or die and that is so true. It's true. So even in your businesses now, in your relationships now, when you feel the gut instinct, I just, I'm just going to give up. Forget it. I can't do this. I'm just going to go buy another car. Or I'm just going to go find someone who can do it. <laughs> I, I encourage you somewhere in your past, somewhere in your history, you have seen it, seen someone do it or whatever, or some sort of minute version of it. Try to figure it out yourself. There's great empowerment in breaking free of the fact that you need someone else to solve your problems. Well, sometimes it's a matter of just fixing dinner. Okay, there's a, you know, we're in the, we don't have a big budget. We've got, don't have a loaf of bread. Now what do I do? And then my but case, I've got peanut my, butter and jelly, but I don't have a loaf of bread. How can I make a peanut butter and jelly? My mother-in-law could make a casserole out of anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, even sardines. It was terrifying. Ew. It was gross. I'm just thinking, I, I, I got in my head, peanut butter, jelly, and, and egg noodles. Oh. Egg noodles. Actually, that's good. 
not the jelly part, the peanut butter and egg noodles. Well, I'm just thinking because most casseroles that I think of or hot dishes have some kind of a noodle in them. There's a noodle or rice. So egg noodles and all I got is peanut butter and jelly. Hmm. Just put the peanut butter in it. <laughs> Do we serve that hot or cold? <laughs> well, and so like when I was in college, breaking free, that I would say about the breaking free, I was afraid about starving because I had four jobs and I was paying rent and I had a car and I was on my own. That's and why so, you always have a job at a restaurant. I did. Well, okay. So I would bring steak home, but I worked at night there only on the weekends. Mm. So I would take the steak, the leftover steak or whatever people like sent back. They said it wasn't good enough. He would give us those steaks and I would bring it home and I would slice it up really, really thin. Mm. Okay. And I would keep it in the refrigerator. I bought a big old bag of potatoes back when they were like a buck, buck a piece for a whole <laughs> bag of potatoes. And so this is how creative I got with breaking free of being afraid of starving. I always had a potatoes. The first day I would bake the potato. Okay. The next day I would take that baked potato, the big, I would do four. I would do the baked potato, one of them, and I'd smash it. Then I'd have mashed potato the next day with the little pieces of steak. Remember, I'm always adding a little piece of the steak. Mm -hmm. Then the third day I would take the baked potato that was now mashed and I would boil it till it disappeared and it became potato soup. And I'd add a little piece of the, of the steak. I've never done that. It is so yummy. And then, <laughs> Did you just have a flashback? Yes. Because I remember discovering that I, I overcooked it, put too much water, try to heat it up. Because, you know, you know, we didn't all have microwaves. And um, it was just funny how I could make a potato do so many things. And then I would take a potato and I'd cut it up. And then I'd stir fry it with a little piece of the, the fat from the steak. Oh, yeah. And then no, that, that, that I can go with. But I never thought about boiling it till it was gone. Oh, potato, potato soup. soup. Oh, my gosh. I love potato soup. I now. guess I just never made it. I can just actually, it's, yeah, the it's picture in my head. It's called vichyssoise. There's a name for it? Yeah, it's French. It's cold potato soup. I ate it hot. Okay. Because so with I me, it was I like, something it new was like overly mashed potatoes <laughs> is what it was for me. But see, that's the thing about breaking free and learning. Mm -hmm. You're past your limitations. I thought I was going to starve to death because I didn't know how to do anything. And then I found a way to live off of the basic things of potatoes. So, oh. We have to remember to say something. When we say breaking free, it's looking forward, not running away. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I thought that was kind of a given on this one, but mm, I guess some people case, might think it was the case. other way. Yeah, because when we said relationships and bad jobs or whatever they're gonna do, oh, I'm gonna run away from that. No, we're saying find a way like water over, around, or through, find your way. Right. And, re and remember the trip is the journey, the the it, it can be powerful, it can be transformative, but it's always a journey to where you want to go. If you're tired of where you're at. And if you watch my, my if you ever watch any of my YouTube videos on, or are you too? Oh, yeah. I tell a lot of stories about me breaking free from a lot of different situations in my life to become the better version of me. Basically digging yourself out of a hole, a dark, dark hole you don't think you can get out of and finding a light on the other end even though it's not a perfect light, it's still light. So whatever it is that you are going through, whatever you want for yourself, take one tiny step towards it. You don't have to have, what did I say? You don't have to know every step, just take one. You have to learn it. Or sometimes in our cases, you're building the staircase as you're walking <laughs> up. 
this is true. <laughs> it's like, wait, you know, step. Oh, yeah. Okay, what do I need? Okay, I need Brian here, and I need this person here. Okay, now I have another step. Step up. Okay, now what do I want? Okay, now I need to do this. I need someone who knows accounting. I need this person. I need, and you build the next step. You just keep building your steps. Well, it's like one of the, I mean, I, I can't think of a specific video game, but it's like video games where you have to get across to, you know, a cavern or something like that, and you have to find the steps. And you get out so you know you get out three steps and you get you don't have a four step so you've got to find it so you got to go back to another part of the village to find the next key or the next step or some that's i mean it, it's amazing something. how yeah it's amazing how much a video game actually replicates life we would be watching some youtuber or something indiana jones no they're ha oh, yeah <laughs> with indiana. the invisible bridge yes anyway no i was thinking we have watched something where they were Ah, never mind. I digress. You digress, and we're at the end of the show. Oh, we are? Yes, we are already. We I'm so it. glad we had this time together. Oh, I'll build a stairway to paradise. I was thinking stairway to heaven. But... Oh, I can't sing that song. <laughs> All right. I think we did a lot of good stuff today. I think so. It's This is a very contemplative um, podcast. So if you have something to break free from, one, you've got to analyze it. Two, you've got to understand the pros and cons and why you want to do it. And then you have to find the pros and cons of how to do it. You don't have to have all the steps. Just have the next <coughs> one or two and start moving on at least one. So go break free from whatever's holding you back from what you really want to do in life. And realize that a lot of it, you already thought about it during COVID because you were shut down and had to think by yourself. So I was like, who are you looking at? I was talking to the microphone. <laughs> No, you were doing this number. <laughs> anyway. So go 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 write down the list of what you really want and how you might want to be able to do it. Go and be free. Go be free. Break like free. Like an eagle. You want to break free from all the things that are holding you back. Okay. Have all a right. great one. Be the best version of you. My name is Michelle Moross. <laughs> I'm Brian is, We're Denim and Pearls. We're business casual with pearls of wisdom from the porch. Peace. Peace.